0: Gaming the system, the number one podcast for gaming addiction, brought to you by Game Quitters. We use research-backed information to provide you with helpful solutions to gaming disorder, as well as shedding light on some of the most pressing matters in the video game industry every single week. We'll also feature guests who are former gaming addicts and have gone on to game the system, creating a life for themselves outside of the virtual world. Thanks for listening. Nadja, welcome to the Game Quitters podcast.
1: Cam, thank you so much for having me here today.
2: (laughs) So we're here in Connecticut and we had an opportunity today to be able to film some new content for the Reclaim program and just get to hang out and chat and it was really lovely.
1: It was a great day. Great to be able to talk about all the good work that we're doing with Reclaim and all the ways that we think we're going to be really helpful to people um, and help them understand that help is available and how they can conquer some of what seems unachievable for them.
2: We've been working together now for six months, maybe. I think about that. Yeah, amount about of time. that. So let's give people who are listening a bit of history. How did we come to work together? Maybe let's start with you. What's your background? How do you come into this work?
1: So I've always had an interest in technology addiction and how technology was um, affecting our society, how it was going to affect us in a future um, societally, impact on production, impact on marriage, impact on well-being, and one of the Significant things that I noticed was how gaming was changing the way kids are interacting and play and then starting to become really disturbing from a parental standpoint because it went from something they could manage uh, to suddenly this addictive behavior and was having really negative impact on family life, conflict, school, and even launching. Uh, launching is very difficult now to begin with, but then this makes launching even more complicated. So that's sort of have my interest. And you have a background as a therapist. I do. I have a background as a therapist, mental health background. I am a clinical social worker, and I have three children also. So I've gotten to see this live as it's
2: evolved. And we met. Originally, you had connected with me. You had started to speak about this issue a bit, and we're using some of the, the content that we have to be able to help illustrate that. And then we met in Delaware when you right. came down for that conference. And then we started to just kind of have some more meetings and really talk about like how we could really move forward. And I guess from my end, the appeal was having someone on board who could really come at this from a lens of a professional and as a mom and someone who can kind of bring that sort of expertise and it's been a lot of fun doing that uh, having someone to, to collaborate with and i think a lot of parents in our community have also really benefited from that because you've been able to fill in a lot of gaps that maybe we had that really helped provide answers for them and what they're looking for.
1: Well, I think I definitely bring a different perspective, but from my end, you know, I'm I'm surrounded by the mental health community. And you know, we can only know what we know and certainly you've had a an extraordinary amount of interaction, you know, uh, boots on the ground with other gamers from around the world and with parents around the world, you know, who are really facing this challenge. And, you know, realistically, it's very difficult for, you know, one mental health professional to speak to as many people as you have, because, you know, our parameters are different. Um, So for me, it's really filling in some other gaps. And then also your personal experience, you know, being able to speak to that, that's informed my practice quite a bit.
2: And I guess for parents listening to this, We want to help provide them with a sense of hope and real practical solutions to be able to really turn these situations around. We also want them to know that it is possible to do that and help them identify maybe areas where not that they're making mistakes, but that they could be more effective. Ultimately, for me, at least, this is all about really being effective because we're in our families, we're trying to communicate, we're trying to set boundaries, we're trying to help our families live really successful and and thriving lives. And then we're in families where that is just not always super easy. And so I guess today, let's talk about some of the like common mistakes that are made, some of the ways that parents can really take steps forward. So from your lens, what would you say are some of the areas where you think parents could make improvements?
1: Well, before I speak about that, I think that you know I feel really good about the reclaim program not just helping parents in their parenting surrounding gaming but in helping their parenting just overall because you know we ask you to really reflect on who you are as a person and what your parenting style is and how you communicate and also like setting you know effective uh creating effective consequences with this you know if then model um and you know coming straight from you like the tiering of consequences so you know they're appropriate and it does uh, leave some room for improvement and change and you know it's it's much more realistic when you think about um, life in the real world so you know I'm I'm really really excited not just about this as like helping gaming but you can help parents through with their other children also so um, now back to your original question What am I seeing as um, largest struggle for parents surrounding gaming? Um, I think the difficulty there's that parents are really struggling with is that since it has become the new you know sort of play and gaming has gone from being something that you know seemed very isolative now to almost a mandatory social requirement for kids within a certain age group uh, it's very challenging for parents to navigate you know what's a healthy amount what's an unhealthy amount and then how do i uh What precautions do I take to prevent my child going from healthy to unhealthy and, you know, staying away from the slippery slope and just monitoring and understanding that when you're busy with your own life and other children. I think that's a really big challenge right now.
2: Especially in just identifying like what is a problem and what's not, because Gaming is a very normal activity. It's something that almost all teenagers are participating in regularly. And that's only going to become even more prevalent as we continue to have this tech-centric world where gaming is the fun activity that kids do to connect and to feel a sense of achievement. And our generation maybe doesn't understand that as much. Or parents today are confused by it because it's a new foreign thing. And we need to know how to navigate it. So I guess just to take a quick step back, one of the things that we want to talk about today is about the Reclaim program. And Reclaim, for people who are unfamiliar, is a program that Nadja and I developed together, collaborated on to help parents who are experiencing problems with gaming and just technology at large. We developed it because we hear every single day from parents who are saying, I can't get my kid to stop gaming. They're no longer going to school. They're a young adult refusing to work. And how do we really take steps forward to be able to help them? And we've brought both of our kind of lenses to be able to do this. And so the Reclaim program is four modules, over 40 lessons, really covering every different question, every different aspect of this issue how to deal with denial, how to identify manipulation, how to really reflect and understand your family, what the family dynamics are, maybe underlying issues that are going on. What about school? What about work? How do you really move forward in a world where kids need to do homework on a computer? You can't just remove them from technology. How do you make sure kids are safe and you have a safety plan and a ton of other lessons in there as well? It's a really full intensive program, and so we wanted to do an episode today to kind of talk a bit about it, announce it, let people know it's available, and maybe share some bonus material as well. And so I guess to start, what makes you most excited about the Reclaim program?
1: Wow. Uh, What makes, well, the fact that I got to co-author it with you is probably (laughs) the most exciting part. Yay. Yay. Uh, I mean, just, the, you know, the level, um, like the intensity of the research and just the breadth and the depth, you know, for me was really exciting. So I, you know, cause I think that just understanding, um, you know, understanding gaming, in and of itself is, is a whole topic. And then understanding the mind of a gamer is something that's significant. And, you know, we don't have years and years and years of data. So just, you know, mining this was a really uh, positive intellectual challenge for me. And I, I like a challenge like that. And then trying to conceptualize um, you know, in the modern world with, as you said, you know, it's not like you can just take the technology away. Um, technology is here to stay. We all need to learn how to use it. And, that, But that also changes the ability to remove gaming. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of trying to tease out how to solve that problem. Um, one of the other things I really, really like about the program is that it's, you can look at, a, you can go down a harm reduction path. Um, if that's something that you feel your child or, you know, your loved one is more suited to, um, not just a complete abstinence path. And I think it's really valuable having both options and, and understanding that they are there and how to get to either one uh, because gaming is, you know, a, a normal and socially acceptable activity. So if you can manage harm reduction mode, you um, That's
2: great. And a lot of what we want to do with this program was to make it flexible in a way that depending on your situation and your unique circumstances and your family dynamics and your family values and your family goals, how to build a plan around gaming and technology to suit your family. And for some families, that might mean removing it completely. For other families, that might mean just reducing it and getting it back in balance, but really helping you be able to identify those family values and family goals and building a plan that's realistic based on that. I think it's really important around this issue to not be too rigid about what you believe or about the way that you think people need to go because everyone's a bit different and every family's a bit different and there are so many different circumstances that inform the way that you should go, the path you should take. And that's one of the things I really love about the program is just the flexibility. It's really designed in a way that it's meant to help you kind of reflect and identify what's realistic for you. And then to create a plan that you'll actually be able to implement because it's not always super easy if both parents are working and you live in a certain way where you can't supervise all the time or monitor behavior And so it becomes more challenging to set boundaries or to set limits. And so what's realistic for you and your family and how can you be effective at doing that?
1: I agree. I think that for me is also like one of the greatest parts of the program is helping people understand um, you know, the, the ingredients in a successful plan, um, -hmm. you know, what those would be for you. And I like, some people like their food really spicy and some people like it more mild. And so, you know, what ingredients are you going to add to make your recipe be tasty and one that everybody wants to eat? Um, and, and I think that the way we frame, um, you know, especially module two, uh, there are lots of questions you can ask yourself just about your parenting, um, not only just about your parenting style, but also understanding like, what can you actually do? If you can't be there to support your gamer through this, uh, you know, what could be a withdrawal period, if you can't help them find access to other friends, then you need to modify your expectations and your plan accordingly. Maybe it just happens more slowly, that's that's OK, too. And I, I hope that we convey, you know, that this is you go at your own pace, um, meet, you know, progress is measured in very small steps. And um, as long as you see an upward trend, that's what we're looking for. It's no no one should expect overnight, you know, dramatic results. And I think that can also you know, leave people feeling very hopeful that they know that it doesn't have to be overnight. Exactly. And progress takes time. Progress takes time. Law, and especially lasting progress takes a lot of time.
2: And we're also really looking for parents who are ready to do the work, because I think often in this issue, there's a there's a false sense of I'm just going to remove gaming and that's going to solve all the problems or I'm just going to allow gaming to continue because maybe it's just a phase. When really, this is hard work. This is like really intentional work that needs to be put into place to really reflect on where you're at, where your family's at, and how you can play a role in being able to move that family forward. And it's going to take everyone doing what they can. And part of that's really reflecting.
1: Right. I agree. I think that, you know, there is enough literature to demonstrate that effective, <clears throat> effective treatment in this way does have to incorporate the entire family. So, you know, if, if you're living at home with your family or if you're a young adult and still being supported by your family, then the whole family does have to be involved. And there are all kinds of little subtle ways that parents um, in an effort to protect their child from pain or Uh, of any sort inadvertently enable continuing the behavior Um, or they just don't know how to deal with, you know, the consequences of their child feeling sad or, you know, hopefully temporarily uh, depressed. And I think that we do a good job of helping parents understand that's to be expected and that's okay. And that doesn't mean that they have to give in that this, you know, being consistent with their child and having support for being consistent is really what's significant.
2: Right. Because you're going to have a certain emotional experience as a parent, especially dealing with a gamer in your home who's struggling. And being able to identify what that emotional experience is that you're having will really be important because that emotional experience is, is influencing you in different ways. And gamers also tend to be very effective manipulators. And if they know that you're having a certain emotional experience, that's a button they can push. And I push those buttons. I knew my parents, I could manipulate them, I could push their buttons, I could cause a lot of emotional blackmail. If they grounded me, I grounded them back. And they knew that if they were trying to remove gaming that I was gonna come back with vengeance. And that was scary for them. And that's why I did it, because I knew that if I could scare them, then they would just let me do whatever I want.
1: And that's very common. I mean, that's very, very common. In, and in the patients that I see and treat, Um, you know, that's a, that's a common complaint, but, you know, frequently I have parents that sort of just want to deposit their child and you, and you fix the child and they really don't want anything to do with it. And I can say fairly consistently that you're not going to have long-term results. Um, are really high conflict, you know, family situations when that's what goes on. And, you know, the, just the initial decreased parenting because of the conflict. Um, you know, part of you and I discuss this all the time is repairing the family, you know, repairing positive feelings, um, creating new and positive experiences where everyone isn't just so highly sensitized around gaming addiction and the toll that it's taken on the family, you know, all the family members.
2: So let's break down how the program's actually structured. There's four modules, over 40 lessons. So in module one, we talk about understanding your gamer. This module is really about understanding what video game addiction is, what the difference is between a hobby and a problem, understanding underlying maybe mental health conditions that are influencing this problematic gaming, and really understanding the, some developmental considerations of. What sort of age are we looking at? What's normal based on development? What's normal based on ages? And really trying to discern what behavior is really actually problematic and what behavior is just they're a teenager and that's to be expected. Tell us about module two.
1: So module two is really much more about understanding yourself as a parent and understanding your family and, you know, understanding that Stresses that parents feel these days sometimes get played out in the home, and you know the the dysfunctionality that can occur, um, you know, due to those day to day stressors or just impatience. That one of the ways that young young adults and teenagers and tweens can escape from painful experiences at home is into their gaming world Um, so just knowing you know knowing that part that that's actually playing a role that you might not have even ever expected Um, understanding that just like gaming is addictive because of the the variable reinforcement schedule that parents who don't enforce consequences on a consistent basis they are teaching, they're they're doing the same thing as the games. They're making that uh, addictive for their kids as well. Um, Understanding, again, is how you might be enabling, um, knowing what boundaries are and what healthy boundaries are. And it's so important to teach your children that, that, you know, if you get nothing else, Um, from that module. And uh, just understanding how to set limits and understanding what healthy boundaries are is really, really significant. All all the reflective parenting, and it's hard work, but that's what ensures long-term success.
2: And then in module three, it's about building a realistic plan. It's about identifying, okay, what is the situation? What sort of mechanics need to be in place in order to move forward, what new hobbies are gonna to need to take place, what support systems are available to help you implement this plan, and really, what is your plan? Having an unclear plan gets unclear results. And it's it's crucial that we're taking a step back, really reflecting what sort of plan is realistic for our family? What can we actually do to turn this situation around? Are we eliminating it? Are we reducing it? What sort of agreements are going to be implemented with our family and really planning this out? And then we get to module four. Right, so
1: now you've made this decision about what your plan is and you're going into execution. Then of course in execution, you know, you're going to face certain uh, barriers. Um, School refusal is a barrier, failing to get a job is a barrier, Some now, if there are underlying issues, you know, those can really arise at that point. They will come to fruition and, you know, understanding how to manage those and seek treatment as necessary. And just seeing, you know, during the execution phase, what's
2: normal, what's not, what you can do um, and how to get through it. And so between understanding your gamer, understanding your family, building a plan and then implementing the plan, there's a ton of extra content as well to really navigate, you know, maybe issues that are more appropriate for your family than others. For instance, an example would be your gamer wants to be an esports star. And now, how do you navigate that? Because you you're seeing a gaming problem, and your gamer is like, I'm gonna be a professional, I'm gonna be a millionaire playing games. How do you actually navigate that? And so we have a module on that as well. And it also comes with a ton of printable worksheets there's bonus videos bonus interviews and a ton more to really be able to help you get your family back on track and navigate these different gaming issues
1: the esports by the way is really very significant because it has um, gamers really can use that as a as a manipulative tool And I think that a lot of them really believe that, just like younger kids think they're going to be professional athletes. But, you know, if a professional athlete has to go through rigorous training and they have to take care of uh, many domains of their life, and that's true for esports professionals as well. And it's an even more competitive uh, environment because anybody can do it. You don't have to make the high school basketball team to then get to the college basketball team to maybe be seen by a, you know, pro team here. Anybody in their house can be practicing all the time. So, you know, as we discuss, if that is really the route that you want to go, then you need to have a clear plan and just saying that's what you want to do. Parents have to be aware that that's not an excuse for abusive,
2: excessive, addictive gaming. So if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I want the program, I want to move forward, you can find it at gamequitters.com. It's available now and it's really good. I'm biased of course, but ultimately it's a really good thorough program. I haven't seen anything else like it out there. and. Yeah, we've put a lot of work a lot of intention into this we've been building it for the last six months constantly working on improving it and there's more and more coming to it every single day and so if you're one of those parents who purchases the program then it also comes with lifetime updates and we're always adding new things just like today we spent a day here in connecticut shooting new videos working on new content and that's all available for parents of the reclaim program And again, you can find that at gamequitters.com. And just want to say thank you to everyone who purchases the program. It actually supports us a lot. It helps us do the work that we do. And without you being there, we wouldn't be able to do this. So just thank you for everyone who's bought it. And thank you in advance to everyone else who does as well. We're really looking forward to being able to help a lot of people. Any last words? It's been a great to
1: collaborate with you. It's been so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> really, really a fun experience, and and so rewarding to uh, you know take on such an important challenge and and a growing problem. And this is a problem that is just growing by leaps and bounds. And I love that we are updating constantly because technology and gaming and the whole, you know, tech verse are changing so quickly that um, you know, things become obsolete very quickly. So our constant revision and awareness and you know additions, I think is also a really valuable aspect of the program.
2: So again, if you want the program, you can go to gamequitters.com and find the reclaim program. It's available now. And really excited to hear what you think about it. So on behalf of Nadja and I, thank you so much for listening to this. If you found value in this podcast, please share it with other people that you know who may be struggling with this issue. There's a lot of people out there who are struggling. And just word of mouth is ultimately the best way to get the message out there. So thank you for being here. And I hope you have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks again for listening to this episode of Gaming the System, the number one podcast on gaming addiction brought to you by Game Quitters. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it around to family members, friends, or anyone you think could benefit, and don't forget to leave a review. It's super helpful. Check us out on social at Game Quitters Everywhere, and if gaming addiction is affecting your life, we recommend having a look at our guide on the website, it's gamequitters.com forward slash respawn if you're a gamer and gainquitters.com forward slash reclaim if you're the parent or loved one of an addict. The important thing is not to lose hope, and remember, real life is always worth fighting for. See you in the next episode.